Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. I'm one of your hosts. Our other host is Mr. Keller Knobloch. He's sitting across from me. Say hi, Keller. Hello. How are you doing, man? I'm so good. How are you, Hector? I'm great. You know why? Why? Because... You my... watched this movie? Yes. Mm. But... Feeling fantastic? This is why I'm feeling great. Okay. Because my dear friend said yes when I asked her to please come and watch this she awful, had not seen this awful, movie yet either. Me, none of us have. I'm no. filled with regret. The movie that we're talking <laughs> yeah, about your, today. Your good friend, your former yeah. good friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie that we're talking about today is number 493. Can you say it without throwing up in your mouth? Let me try. In the company. <laughs> nope. I couldn't get through it. In the company. <laughs> I'm going to throw it There's three some, times just some, saying this title. Some bile just came up. In <laughs> the company of men is what we're talking about. In our 1997. Guest, from 1997, and our guest today... Starring Aaron Eckhart and Mark Malloy. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. So you should really paint the picture of these <laughs> assholes we're going to rip apart. <laughs> and uh, probably more importantly than who's in it is who wrote and directed it, who is Neil LeButt. LeButt. That we're talking Neil about today. Neil LeButt. Mm-hmm. I looked up the phonetic pronunciation, and that is indeed... No, it's not, but no, we're okay. calling him that. Le but, yeah. uh, we're going to rip into Neil here in a second, but <laughs> the guest that we have on is, of course... You know her from all over the internet. Maybe she, they don't. They should okay. super presumptuous. That's something no. that a man would do. If you're watching the, <laughs> if you're watching this show, okay, fair enough. Now you got me. <laughs> I feel like a real piece of shit. Take it from the top, Hector. Here we this go. Time, don't fuck it up. <laughs> if you know her, you're lucky, and if you don't, you're about to. In which case, you're lucky. God damn, that was good. I know. <laughs> that was a great turn. Put me on the stop spot. I'll pull it out. Put you on I'll, the stop. I'll throw it down. Put me on the stop. Put me on the stop. Okay. Uh, she is a world-renowned, international mm. host, host, movie critic, broadcaster, interviewer extraordinaire. Uh, she is uh, my co-host on Alpha Book Club. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Where we... Uh, <laughs> We get crunk about books. Get crunk. <laughs> once a week. And we're currently reading uh, Interview with the Vampire, mm-hmm. which... Um, it's kind of boring. Right. Sorry. Yes, it is. Yeah, no. you weren't there last oh. week. I kind of had oh, a little... I, I read it still. I wasn't yeah. there, but no, I did read it. Yeah, I, what the hell, um, man? The name of our guest is, of course, Maud Garrett. Actually, it's Maud Garrett, but Maud, thank you. Yeah. Maud Garrett. Yeah, Maud Garrett. Maud Garrett. Yeah. Maud Garrett. Not Maud. bad. We can do it. Maud Garrett. Maud. Maud. Maud Garrett. Maud Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. Maud Garrett. Maud. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I feel you. like I'm home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm home Maud. too. <laughs> <laughs> in the company of men. <laughs> okay, I am in so, the company of men. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness. We're better than that, right? <laughs> yeah. We're nice guys. <laughs> We're both very nice guys. <laughs> oh, dear. In all seriousness, Maud, I had no idea. I'm going to try to say it like that the rest of this thing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what Keller and I were getting into. We have this list in front of us, the 500 greatest movies of all time that was created when people who worked at this magazine, Empire Magazine, 10 years ago, got everybody who wrote in up to, what is it, 50,000 people? Wow. Yeah. To vote. 50,000 people voted for their top 10 movies. And it was all sort of, you know, aggregated. 10,000. 10,000. 150 of Hollywood's finest. So like, I'd love to see film who's critics. on that list and break down. There are, so, they reveal a not bunch everybody, of dudes, but yeah. they, yes. And of course, like looking at the names that they have just of mm-hmm. like examples, there's one woman. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the woman? Laura Marshall. Actually, she there's Katie McBride. Theater. Oh, just kidding. A it's student. Two. What, who's Lauren Marshall? What is her title? She's a theater box office clerk. Great. <laughs> what does Katie do? Yeah, what about Katie? She is a student. Oh. So they have a random sampling of Empire Magazine readers, right? So ten th- around 10,000. Um, and I imagine that most of the readership of this magazine 
are like British white guys living in the UK, maybe American guys. But like, I feel like, and I don't think this is unfair and it's changing today, but most cinephiles, most people that are super passionate about film, historically, they're going to be coming from a white dude place yeah. and they're going to be white dudes. That's um, but along, like Keller said, along with this 10,000 readers, 150 like Hollywood directors, producers, you got Kevin Feige's top 10 list in there, Quentin Tarantino, Edgar, um, Wright. Edgar Wright is in there. David Fincher. So there's a Garth there's a Jennings. really fun you know collection of that, and yet despite that, this enough really made them the enough list. people yeah. had it on their list of top ten movies that it got in there at number four ninety three in the company of minutes. The only film from Neil Labutt that appears on this list. Um, we should probably talk about the premise of the movie because I find that the blurb of the movie in itself is like. It's not the blurb in the magazine, just like how to describe the movie mm-hmm. in one line. And it's mm-hmm. basically like two executives. It's right uh, there on the screen. A, oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Two angry executives compete for the same woman in a callous game of betrayal. That's it. Stars Aaron Eckhart. And I think you yeah. even tried to describe it to me. And you're like, oh, these two guys just, they basically play a game where they mm-hmm. prey on a, a deaf woman mm-hmm. and then make the try and make her fall in love with them just so they can break up with her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fun. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I want to spend my Saturday mm-hmm. night. I'm so sorry. So thank what I wanted, so before we get into it, I wanted to uh, thank you profusely That's for so agreeing Sitting through this. to do this. Because I appreciate the wine. Yes. It definitely helps. We've provided you with wine. Keller sorry and there I, wasn't enough. No, it's good. <laughs> Keller and I, uh, we started this list and we knocked out the first four movies on our own, just Keller and I. Oh. And, you know, as we're going down the list of people that we know and friends that we want to have on this thing, we knew for this film. And I hadn't seen it. Keller hadn't seen it. But just reading the blurb. It's got to be a woman. We have to. We, we yeah. I, I could not be. Can you imagine three dudes talking about this Oof. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably. You Brutal. Need, you need a perspective. Mm. Yes. Please. Yeah. So thank you for bringing it. Thank you for being here. And Oof. and despite, and on top of all of that, I highly respect your opinion on film. And, and I think you're super qualified. And I really, really enjoy your reviews and your insight and everything. So like, that's a bonus, but mm. I'll, you, or no, that's the important thing, but bonus, you're a woman. So please come and talk about this movie yeah. with Keller and I, because we were not looking forward to watching it. I, oh, you know what? It would have been a different story if you were like, that's not so bad. Mm. Oh, this isn't, this isn't so bad, but watching, actually we're watching all of our body language while we're watching I, the I'm movie. I'm so sweaty. You, you would constantly like, mm-hmm. like violently shake or nod your head when you're mm-hmm. like, there it is. That's it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you physically couldn't take yeah. listening to it. Um, our arms were all crossed. I was like shaking my knee in yep. like a very anxious way. And it was really uncomfortable for all of us to watch this movie. It was. 12 minutes in, you you were like- I wanted out. I wanted out f- after 12 that's minutes. What, yeah. yeah. 25 minutes in, Keller wanted all everyone to be dead. to die. Yes, yep. everyone to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted Wanted to cause great harm. And the on... movie is an, nearly an hour and 40 minutes mm-hmm. long. Two, so. It felt so long. It did. It kept going. When it was like over, there were like more scenes at the end. Yeah. Um, so let's bring it back to this thing. Keller, will you please yes. give us the British rendition of mm-hmm. the little blurb as it's written in Empire Magazine. Do your best Brit, please. In my front of an Australian. Brit. This isn't mm-hmm. my best Brit. Oh, it's but it's well, my favorite. Okay. I love it. 493 <laughs> in the company of men. 1997, director Neil LeButt. <laughs> Squirmy satire abounds in LeButt's all-too-recognizable tale of two corporate men's bullying of a deaf female colleague. Like, I'm sold. Where can I watch more? <laughs> no like, joke. Just... I'm so glad this movie's impossible to find on the internet yeah. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a seven-day Sundance trial to watch this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, um... 
Uh, first Keep impressions, going. everybody. First, imp- no, that's it. That's oh, the little blurb oh, up blur. here. This is also got to point out in the layout of the magazine of Empire Magazine. This is the first film where we finally made it to the second column. Yeah. Of maybe the first page. hundreds of mm. columns. Yeah, we're many, about many. to be done with the first page. Yeah. Uh, well, we we're about well, halfway done with the first page. We have. Oh, just kidding. All that shit. Fuck. Yeah. But this is the first time a film in on the list has gotten a little bit of a hefty write-up. This yeah. write-up was by Peter Bradshaw. Do you think you that definitely should the- have had a man write this up? I'm glad they did that. <laughs> but do you think that they needed to kind of clarify? Well, we'll just I know it's on the list, but maybe this, this is why. You know what? You actually you bring up a good point, Mod, because the rest of the movies I'm just going to run down them real quick. They're pretty self-explanatory, I think, for why they're here. Yeah. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, the remake. Yeah. Saw the first one. Oof. Back to the Future Part Two. Hundred percent. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Amazing. Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, this is 2008. Yes. So in 2006, that was there the- There was no- This movie was, was 10 years old when this list came out. Yeah. Yes, it and was. And it still made it on the list. Jailhouse it, Rock, on, Sideways, guys, and then this. Did you start the podcast knowing it would take years to celebrate the 10-year anniversary? No. No. Yes, you we did. Started what, this, we started this with? podcast a year ago, actually, and oh. made it through three episodes and then started over again. Yeah. Because so. you had to respectfully wait- Mm-hmm. For the 10-year anniversary. That's definitely what it was. Mm. Maud, I'm going to let you in on something Keller and I have dreaded. Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep trying. Uh, oh, Maud. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maud, uh, that was Maud. Yeah, just throw that on it. Yeah. Not like you're trying to squat a fly. We'll back away from that. Maud. But no. what, what? What am I trying to do? What am okay, I? Okay, a picture. This is mm-hmm. actually what I've had to learn okay. since moving to America. Where my name is now Maud Garrett. Sorry, I'm it's sorry. Okay. It happens. It's an accent. It's to totally be, good. To be fair, my name is different in Spanish. Sounds way better in Can Spanish. Can you say in Spanish? Yeah, but first all of it. You have to do all for, of it. I will, but first you need to tell me how to pronounce okay. your so name. So it's like correctly. someone's made you a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It's a very delicate china, and you go to pick it up with your pinky out, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Maud, Maud." Yep. Be careful, it's hot. It's <laughs> oh, this tea is absolutely lovely, Maud. Thank you so much. Thank you so That's much. That's so helpful. I'm not saying your name without my pinky out from <laughs> now on. <laughs> if it helps, it helps. Maud, here's how you say my name yeah. uh, in Hector. Spanish. No, this H is silent. Hector. It's even more powerful that way. Hector. My full name in Spanish is Hector. Yeah, your Sanz. name starts at the glottal stop. Why would you Why would you interrupt Hector. him as he's in? He's like, really, he's having it's his okay. moment. This is Keller's his pinky finger Keller's moment. Hector. <laughs> <laughs> my name in Spanish. God damn it. Echo, shut the fuck up. Echo. <laughs> Um, we're talking about a misogynistic movie, and she starts speaking, and so I you said, tell her. I changed to Echo, so I felt better about it. Yeah, instead, of instead of saying Alexa. It's true. You can't change it to a dude. Which it's in true. itself, I actually made my Syrian yeah. Australian guy, because I wanted to tell a guy yes. what to do. And I, and you're you know, not but I also asked him to call me um, sugar tits. So that's a whole other one. <laughs> my phone called me fuckface. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, Siri, what's my name? And it's like this guy goes, oh, sugar your, tits. Your name? Siri, is what's my name? Maud. Yes? Fuck Ooh. off. Again, I, again, that's two times. It's, it's two you, times you've yelled at a woman. It's true. only if they're AI. <laughs> I actually think that there's a problem where we are ingraining misogyny into our lives. You know what? You actually, for real, because you're not the first woman I've heard that has changed the voice of their AI, whatever it is, whether it's Echo, whether it's Siri, to like a dude's voice if possible. And I think it's so funny and true to Keller that that you felt bad about calling her... Um, Alexa, Alexa wow. that we yeah. change it to Echo. It's still the same voice, but like True. when I hear Echo, I think of that crappy kids movie Earth to Echo, and it makes it more fun to yell at it. <laughs> I love yelling at that little but alien. That's what I imagine. It. But you're absolutely right. And I don't See, want to it. be hypersensitive here, no. but I do think it's interesting when you do kind of like finally put a magnifying glass mm-hmm. on ingrained misogyny. Yeah, absolutely, you know, because I good did point. it as well. I yell at my GPS constantly. Yeah. I would. I mean, I, there was a moment where I was like, I call it subtle sexism, mm-hmm. and I do it as well. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment. 
when I was listening to American radio and I find it very jarring to listen to their ads because it's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> but I was listening to this radio show and this guy's like, yeah, listening to this station. And then this girl started speaking and she was like, yeah, we got an exciting and a show. And I straight yep. away said, shut up, bitch. And I was like, whoa, why did mm-hmm. I? And I stopped in my tracks because I've done three years of radio. And I was like, how many people said shut up, bitch, when I started speaking on radio? And why is it that he was fine? But as soon as she started talking, so I'm like, there is this thing called subtle sexism. In this movie, though, it's not subtle sexism at all. It is blatant and it's kind of atrocious. But it's it's blatant and then it is subtle. It gives you the spectrum of sexism. We were questioning motives all the way through, even though we knew the the premise of the story. But also, like, it's just our good hearts being like, Mm -hmm. wait, are they, what? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think it, it, there were moments too where yeah, there was blatant sexism, absolutely. But there also was like again, like when, when she walked in the room and he said, and it, "Directions on the front, I have to take this." Yes, as opposed to you know what, just hey, young guy, yeah. just just wait ten minutes. I'll be down in ten minutes. I'll explain it to the group of guys. But, but then, then you then also the, had a bit of homophobia. Absolutely. You had some racism thrown absolutely. in. You had sexual exploitation in there that I was think, guised as hazing. I think that 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 looking at something like the voice of AI in. GPSs or in like, you know, it's always like a woman. Yeah. And just because that is like market tested it to be the most soothing. Maybe that's it. And maybe it is okay to be told. I don't know if that makes sense, but if there's Mm -hmm. any studies that it's like, you know, it's more effective for a woman to tell you what to do or to take, you know, I heard this a few weeks ago. Apparently studies have shown that men prefer a woman's voice to tell them about sports whether it's on the radio or or TV or whatever. And I think that's really interesting. Even too. though every time the mm-hmm. lady mm-hmm. sportscaster comes up, she doesn't know the fuck she's talking about. Exactly. It's exactly. like being a female gamer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that stuff is fascinating. That's ultimately what this movie's about. Also, real quick. It's wait. about... Uh, Journalism and gaming. <laughs> Ethics and journalism. <laughs> uh, the way you pronounce my name correctly is Hector Santiago Navarro Garcia. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Can I please hear that one more time? Yes. A little bit slower. Hector, I can't do it. I have Hector, to be. It to be fast. Uh-huh. Hector Santiago Navarro Garcia. So You're good. Navarro Garcia. Mm-hmm. You're hyphenated. Mm, I think technically legally, yeah, but I just basically use Navarro because it's easier, and yeah. I don't want to confuse banks. Banks have been confused by Mexicans' two last names. Hector. They're like, what you, they're like, no, what's your last name? I'm like, okay, I guess you don't understand that I could have two, so let's just go with the one. Put Navarro that on my Garcia. card. Mm-hmm. You're right. Santiago. Yeah, so sounds totally different in Spanish and in English, where it's Hector. No, wait, not even. Hector. Hector. Oh. Hector. Santiago. Boy. Hector. <laughs> Hi, Hector. <laughs> I love that voice. Santiago. That's delightful. Navarro. Garcia. Garcia. Hector. Santiago. Navarro. Garcia. 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 Where is that? This is the South. This is the American mm-hmm. South is what you're hearing right yeah. now. Uh, I'm Keller Barrett Knobloch. <laughs> no, My name. Barrett. Yeah. Like Garrett. Like, like Garrett. Let's hear, let's hear Keller's name in Australian, please. Keller. Yeah. Keller. Barrett. Keller Barrett Knobloch. Barrett Knobloch. <laughs> Wait. No. Block. Dick. <laughs> Keller Barrett Dick. Block. Block blocker. Dick Block. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. Ooh. Dick Block. What is that? Like a condom? <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. Knobloch condoms. Ooh, that could be a business you do. Actually, why are we doing this podcast? Keller, That's a just, good point. You just yeah. did a I'd have to move up. to Australia to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Knobloch. Keller, you just did a oh, thumbs up so good. on this audio <laughs> medium. Audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just for you, Hector. Thanks for bringing it up. Knobloch? It's such a good idea. Condoms. Let's it do is. it. <laughs> Knobloch condoms. We have to pronounce it that way because we'll be in Australia. Knobloch yeah. <laughs> condoms. Anyway. Okay, so overall impressions of this movie overall? Uh, one and done. 
Yeah. Definite one and done. Mm-hmm. Yes. I never want to see this again. Even more so than we were talking about it as we are watching it, Saw. Oh, I'd I rather watch seen... Saw. And really? I don't mm-hmm. like Saw because, at all. Let me tell you why. Because Saw, first of all, I know you're totally averse to horror yes. and everything like that. Yes. The first Saw movie is not as violent and gory as you would think. Got it's it. not. Uh-huh. I was expecting it, there is, so much more when it, we watched totally. it. The, I would say maybe the worst part is that the guy... Puts his hand into a toilet that's fake, but it's like he's digging through poop to try to look for a key. That ah, is the grossest part. It was, and we were like, ugh, but we know it's movie making, fake, mm-hmm. whatever. Got it. I would rather watch Saw with Keller again, even though I hate that film, because it's fun to make fun of. Like, we can have like a shitty fun time. Was there a good you know story I mean? progression? Was for there Saw, good character development? Saw, mm-hmm. Saw was, we've said this, it was made for a million dollars and made $100 million. Yeah, it's impressive. Impressive. And, was and a, like, as far as it taking place in like James three Wong. rooms. James Wan, yeah. Who is Aquaman? Australian. Yes, he is. Yeah. And one of my this favorite, is Austra- like one of my favorite the Australians. Are Australian. Yes, yeah. Lee Winnell is the other guy. So Lee Winnell mm-hmm. and I were mm-hmm. tight because I had a meltdown on a red carpet over my um, phobia of Chucky. Oh no! He saw me cry and had to take the microphone and conduct the interview because I was a sobbing mess. And you were doing this press junket for like a conjuring Halloween. Film? Horror oh. Nights. Oh, and Lee Winnell was there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he's because they're 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 horror royalty for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and the conjuring that did all that and he stars in I'm so sorry. But I'm oh glad. yeah, he did the conjuring. Yeah, yeah he, the conjuring is one of the best scary movies. Well I had to watch that for Isn't my it job. so scary? And I, Saw's not as bad. I no. burst into the interview suite and I sat down and as soon as I like start rolling, I huffed and I was like, So what are you? Uh, sadistic? <laughs> that was my whole interview. <laughs> That's so and he good. just laughed. That was it. That's great. Love those dudes. Is because, this fun for you? Yeah. <laughs> you see me crying? Did you see me crying? Um, and then he's just like, Chucky. "Yeah." Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that thing you from know. the trailer. Oh yeah, not block. Uh, sorry, um, condom. I'm sorry, Kelly. <laughs> Good Australian GM, guys. Trademark. First time I saw James Wan. Pleasantly surprised that he was Australian because he's an Asian Lovely. guy. Yeah. By ethnicity. Yeah. But by nationality, Australian. He actually, I think he um, may have studied. I think he was in high school, maybe in Singapore, because he's kind of got an international mm-hmm. dialect, mm-hmm. you know, the okay. international schooling dialect, sure. which is sure. like a little bit American, a little bit Australian, yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit English. Yeah. But I think it's great. A great example of like, oh, see, Australians can look like that too. That's cool. <laughs> and he directed the Fast and Furious. Furious with, 7. With Paul's. When Paul passed away. Yeah. yeah. That is, I don't know if you've seen it, but I think it's a very impressive it's definitely the hardest like, of them to con- direct, considering what had happened. Like, it's, I actually you know, interviewed Paul Walker on that set too, oh, and damn. then int- and then interviewed him two weeks later for a DVD release of uh, Hours, or I think it was, it was a um, Come on, yeah. It's gonna be good. Wait for it. There's there's a water, yeah, there's thundering, like a, and there's lightning. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. <laughs> Like a natural disaster movie. Okay. Oh my okay. God, guys. What I really natural is that? San Andreas. He wasn't yeah. in that. No, no, but it was called like Hours or something. And it was about um, the, 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 the hurricane. Wasn't Tom Holland in no, that? No, guys, this, I'm butchering it because okay. I was focused on him. It, the point is, is that Paul seemed like a great guy. Great yes. guy. Best um, guy. He was amazing. Really cool. I, I, I legitimately love that franchise. And unfortunately, in 2008, when this list came out, there was only three Fast and Furious movies, and not three. even the five, best. Five, Fast and five Furious movies. No, yeah, mm-hmm. five, exactly. Mm-hmm. See, see, yeah. we're on yeah. the five same is going to be in the top. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah, the name. it's going to be in the top yeah. five <laughs> movies on the list when Fast they redo five. this movie. Yeah, yeah. so it, but look, back to your point earlier, though, Mod, it is two thousand eighteen now. Yeah, ten years after this thing, 
Keller and I are very well aware of the fact that Empire Magazine might put out an updated list this year. Oh, no. I hope it happens. I don't know what's going to happen to our podcast. Does we'll make mean, another pod, yeah, Codpast. Cod, Codpast. Codpast. Does that mean yeah. we stop this one and just start the new one of the 2018 list? Yeah, Does but that you mean, have to just... No, we keep doing this one, then we throw the other one up on Patreon. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, see? Oh, and Maud knows all about that stuff, so she could, might be able to help us out, actually. Yeah. Uh, one of my okay, favorite... let's go ahead and pause it and talk okay, logistics. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is, as we've been going through this list, and we'll keep doing it in the future, um, you know, and we're in the bottom 500-ish, right, of the full 500. We're, in the, we're, in the, we're still in the... This is we're at the end. We have not four, scratched four, the surface. 473. 493. I didn't um, get one not of them. Word, <laughs> not one word or, or <laughs> number correct. Two yeah. more movies Maybe and we'll be one fiftieth of the way done. Oh, wow. my God. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three movies ago, we were one one hundredth of the way done. <laughs> This is good. I like that Way you're good at math. Get the um, audience. Right off the bat, I would yeah, like to have an abacus. I would like to replace in the company of men with Black Panther. Oh, yes. No, okay. Black Panther deserves higher. Oh, absolutely. But That's I'm a saying, good point. Kick you, it off the list, put Black Panther oh, somewhere on the list, yeah. and then we'll reassess oh, where that goes. Sure. But Black Panther should be in the top five hundred. Uh, no, I want like Gone Girl to replace this movie. <laughs> Some movie. Actually, that's a pretty Some, good replacement. Or like in uh, a very interesting like. An, oh, girl, like, she uh, she gone. Oh, girl, you gone, girl, girl. He invented that. It was Keller that invented that. Oh, we, you're staring at the man who invented your favorite catchphrase I've ever uttered. That has taken off. Yeah, has it? Has. On good. The, oh, in a personal level. On our show, me and my friend uh, Ashley used to do that. Oh, yeah. girl. girl. You gone. <laughs> <laughs> she gone, girl. You gone, girl. Oh, that girl. She gone. She gone. She gone. She gone. My favorite part is that the camera will be tied on me mm-hmm. and I'll be uh, doing the mouthing for it while I'll, Hector I'll, we'll provides. We'll give an example, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> the this audio is so good listeners for a, of this. this is okay, wait, yeah. Okay, it's okay, worth it. Like ready? ready? <laughs> girl. She gone, girl. She gone, girl. She gone, girl. Girl, she gone. Girl, uh uh-uh, uh, girl, she gone. She gone. She done left the house. She gone. She, she lost it. I did not last. <laughs> you lasted a good long time. It was one. very impressive. You started again a little bit florally there. I did. I got a little, uh, you know, more with it. But we do you that did. on you our got Alpha into character. book club show because we read Gone Girl. But Gone Girl is a fascinating comparison to In the Company of Men because it also explores masculinity. Mm-hmm. It also explores a lot of these revenge. ideas. Revenge. Yeah. And in that film, I get upset. That spoiler alert, Rosamund Pike gets away with it. But really, if you watch, if you look, if you think of Gone Girl as like the inverse of this film, yeah, I'm glad she gets away yeah, with it. Nick, yeah, Nick, the like, Netflix character, is not innocent, correct? In the slightest, correct. Does he deserve to be framed for murder? No. Did Neil Patrick Harris's character deserve to die? No. Oh, that's a lot of spoiler now. Well, I guess it came out, what, four or three years yeah. ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Look, people are watching this podcast. Um, they watched your book club, so they know listen- what happened. Yeah. They're not watching yeah, yeah. the podcast. They're listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Maud. They're listening to the podcast. Did you try to sign my name? The, no, he did the pinky oh. up. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> he had uh, pinky maybe that do. is the a J, sign. right? It's a J. Maud. This is how you sign a J and then Z. Again, this is an audio podcast, but she is doing the sign language for the alphabet. Yeah, I can just sign the letter. That's impressive. I don't know words. Over, we were back to overall thoughts. You said one and done. I'm also glad that I watched it once. I'm going to be glad that I watch every movie on this list. True. Because I, do I will think watch that, anything. Yes. Once. once. I will Maybe. not like, even I'm watch not, I will never watch any more Transformer movies. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to watch it. And everyone's like, it's not even that scary. I was like, I just don't need you clown know, in my like, face. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that for a second, though, because I am fascinated at the idea that you... Hate horror. That you hate horror. Yes, that it, that it, my imagination is so good. Is there any horror that you like? Oh. 
I mean, you saw Get Out. I saw Get Out. And you liked it. I, well, I watched it twice. Yeah. And that, I, could, I would count that as a horror film, more than a comedy. I interviewed even, Daniel Kaluuya you know? for um, yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. And oh, I nice. sat down and uh, I think it was um, Winston Duke who's mm-hmm. just like, you seen Get Out? I was like, I saw it twice and I hate horror. And then I... Um, I started fishing around in my bag, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't find my keys. <laughs> and then I pull, I pull it out, and I look at Daniel. I'm like, Oh, there they are. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. And he starts seeing. So stay woke. <laughs> One of my favorite interview moments. Oh, that's that. so good. Yeah. Daniel is great in Black Panther, and yes. he has Winston Duke as Mbaku. He's I love amazing. His character. He yeah. was the. He was the. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. What but, is there a tribe called? I forgot, but well, they were, that's straight from the comic books. They're that tribe in Wakanda that are like, I'm going to get real geeky because I've been waiting to, yeah. they, the they worship the white ape, the, the white gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the comic books, and I'm glad this isn't in the movie because it's an outdated thing. Winston Duke's character, Mbaku, he also goes by like the superhero name, Man Ape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that timely. It's not, but in the in the beginning when he first shows up to to do the challenge with T'Challa, he is wearing what he kind of looks like in the comics more, where he had like the white paint. Yeah. In the comic books, he literally has like the the sort of um, the pelt of a white gorilla that he sort yeah. of wears, and he's this big, like seven foot six he's guy a or big whatever. Boy, so yeah. that's awesome. But I'm glad Daniel was. I mean, and Get Out's great. Have you seen The Sixth Sense? Um, I Drama nearly horror. I nearly lost friends uh, because on the 14th birthday, a girl wanted to see it for the, a movie, and I refused to go. And mm. she looked at me and she says, "You will wreck my birthday mm. if you don't watch and this." You went. And I said, "That's this the chance I'm willing to take." Did you go? No. So you still haven't seen it. I saw it about five years ago. Okay, what did, did you, you think? like it? It was okay, yeah. but I don't think I would have handled it at 14. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It is very, it, it, it even had an You're effect on me. You're talking to a girl who has sure. recurring dinosaur nightmares, <laughs> even though Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> and I also had anaconda nightmares for a few years after I like snuck in and watched it when I was 11. So, so the, I wanted but it was like, Catwoman, like Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman would ride Anaconda around like the city block and then they would no, come I'd up. watch that movie. Yeah. And they that would, sounds like a great movie. But then they would like round up all the people of the town mm-hmm. and then she'd be like, all right, one of you has to die. And the whole city pushed me forward to be eaten and by the because Anaconda. Because you saw the movie Anaconda from like 1997. Yeah. Maybe it was J-Lo's acting that got me there, but. No, it was definitely John Voight's. Definitely. <gasps> mm-hmm. When he does a little blink when he comes out. I haven't seen him. Regurgitated. It's okay. It's just, Owen so Wilson like, was in that. Really? Owen wow. Wilson, Ice Cube. Wow. And wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Jennifer do we want to do uh, Owen Wilson and Keanu Reeves go to Disneyland? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Look at Whoa. The, wow. Wow. Was that Mickey? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, boy. Just <laughs> yeah, the Mickey guy starts talking. Um, so w- for just real quick on horror that for you, Maude. Horror. Horror. Because uh, when you say horror, I know it, sounds it sounds like, like horror, horror, but yeah. I try to add that extra little syllable it's, that I feel like a lot of people don't. I really try to it's go. Favorite horror, horror movie? I'm like, that's a very personal question. Horror. Favorite horror movie? <laughs> Pretty Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's an excellent movie. Um, Blame is raw. So you're saying, Ma, that it's your own imagination that screws you over. It's not even the film itself. It's the 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 aftermath. And I think of all the the things that could happen. So you feel none of the... I think the reason people... It happens on roller coasters as well. It's the anticipation. 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 So it's the... um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's just all you. You don't... I'm in my head, man. You don't appreciate that fear that some people like because they know it's just a movie and that they're going to be okay no. after two hours? No, I hate it. This Have movie you, is a horror movie. This is, is a horror movie. It is stressful. It's not fun to watch. And there's the twist at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I don't even think... 
It's a twist of lemon juice in a paper cut, am I right? I mean, yes. like you said it was a twist. Let's kind of describe it because I don't even feel like it's... You guys said that at the end of the film, Aaron Eckhart... For those that won't watch this, just sure. kind of like get them there. Okay, guys, you don't have to watch this movie. No. I mean, you don't, but if you do... I if you it. did, I don't thanks. think many people are. And you probably won't. And if you, you ever can do... find it at your local library. Catch it. I think that there's some stuff there that... Well, first of all, again, for how much did it cost, Keller? Yeah. It's a a good looking indie film for $25,000. It's well shot. It's well shot. It's well well, written. Well acted. Some of the dialogue's great. And it's just the the thing that we are struggling with, I think, is the subject matter itself, especially in the light of the recent um, events of Neil LeButt just getting fired. And and if you go on Twitter, people are saying, this guy has been a sexist, misogynist piece of shit for his whole career. He's been working as a director for a famous work play area in New York. And he's impregnated three actresses. Is what that tweet said. From some other, I think when he was working at some other thing. (laughs) Right. So it's just, there was no knob block. It was just all knob in. Exactly. All knob in. It is difficult to separate. (laughs) I didn't like that. We watched. We watched. Um, I'm just kidding. Mod, Mod, we watched Superman Returns, directed by Brian Singer, starring Kevin Spacey. Mm. Um, oh no! What were they getting up yeah. to? Offset. That's yeah. Oh. The point is, is that I think it's way that easier. Movie, like Brandon Routh was like a good-looking young gay man, also in that movie. He, I mean, he's totally married. Yeah, I'm just he is. kidding. He is, yeah. but but Brand, he's still a handsome guy. And, Fun to the, look at and him. the Superman costume is very like Hugging. sexy and, you know, anyway, the point is, is that for me, it's easier to separate those men from that piece of work because it's Superman yeah. as opposed to like, it's difficult to separate for me, Roman Polanski with Chinatown yeah. because of the subject matter and um, a lot of Woody Allen movies with Woody Allen I because of the subject matter. I refuse to watch matter. Woody Allen. It, you know, I, I could, like I said this the other day, I can watch something like Radio Days, which is like an autobiographical, like him as a little kid played by Seth Green. This is right. a movie that came out in the late 80s. And him growing up in America as radio is becoming more and more important. Like I'm like, great, that has really nothing yeah. to do if with- he's not in it and I'm not paying money for it. not talking about women. And basically anything that this he's is, made now, this, I won't. I think, that, I mean, this is an issue that we haven't faced, especially in the last 20 years, where it's like, wh- when does art- and personal mm-hmm. mesh to the point where you yeah. forsake one you for the other. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great question. Because that think wasn't an issue when this movie was made. I mean, and if it was, what kind of, you know, what, what did you have to do to get ousted from Hollywood as it was then? This mm. is in the heyday of Did Harvey anything Weinstein, happen? You know what I mean? Uh, what do you mean? That comparable to what's happening now? I'm sure, but then, I just can't like, recall anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, Harvey Weinstein's—it's over 20 years. It's like yeah. 30 mm-hmm. years of. But like, were there big? Were there sort of like big Hollywood um, scandals back then that that meant that people were blacklisted for their behavior, men for their behavior? No, I don't know. No way. Maybe there was, but it would have to be like. Uh, and like, also, it's like what you said about uh, just like they will keep it quiet. Absolutely, they just you just won't the, ever hear about some it. Some examples I'm thinking of are in the past, maybe like ten years, which isn't even what we're talking about, 1997. But I remember like the dad actor from Seventh Heaven. Oh yes, like, Stephen Collins. Oh, that his name? pedophilia. Yes, pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. Jared from Subway. That are those yeah. are examples where it seems like people don't like now the guy from Glee. Yes, who ended his life. Who ended his life. Those oh, yeah. when it's pedophilia, it seems like Hollywood. Even if they're entrenched in scandal and treating women like shit, they go. That's where we draw the line. So people will get ousted. But you cut to 1997. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. We'll, we'll he see likes what happens. Young looking boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot. But all, but like again, back to Superman. I can still step because I'm like it's Superman. Like it's a different. It doesn't have to deal with that. You get to in the company of men, mm. and it was so hard to watch this movie and feel like it's a satire. It was not a satire. No, it, did, no. it was not a satire, and it didn't feel like Labatt is there trying to make a point and mm-hmm. make a positive change. He didn't like, feel, I feel like, like he was shining mm-hmm. a light to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like this is a thinly veiled disguise to equipped impressionable young maybe you know, the subtle sexist men with rules for like the game. I don't think that, you know, smart, intelligent people maybe from the empire and the critics can take a step back and be like, oh, I get it. That point that they're trying to make, it's mm-hmm. so, so brash and it's so hard it to hear, make but it a exists. Point. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of other people who maybe aren't as intelligent or even know what satire means, Absolutely. are looking at that going, this guy just lied to his best friend played the most ridiculous prank mm-hmm. and bullied a deaf, vulnerable woman, mm-hmm. joked about it, lied, destroyed this man, and then goes back to get a BJ from his wife. From his wife or girlfriend, yeah. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right. I think, and this is my reading of the film, at the very best, I'm going to give Neil LeButt the, the most Being benefit of the doubt. Advocate. Yes. Devil's advocate. I'm going to give him the most credit right here. I will say that in the, in the best possible scenario... Neil LeButt made a film to warn women about how shitty men were. And that's it. That's it. Just warn them. Right. Not even say men are wrong. Well, you know because what? Because the end of the movie, he doesn't even, no. you know. There's no, yeah. There's, there's no redemption. for shitty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I will agree with that because, you know, it's like you're watching this movie going, how can this man prey on a deaf woman in mm-hmm. such a way? Mm-hmm. Um that you, yeah, but then he's so lovely to her face, mm-hmm. but then you kind of get the real gist of what's going on. And you're like, ah, oh, man, that's a real dick move. And, yep. I, and you're right. Yeah. And you go, I, I said it. Mm-hmm. And you said it. I said, I've dated that guy, the mm-hmm. Aaron Eckhart asshole character. And you said, I know 30 of those men. That's what Keller yeah. said. I said, yeah. I know that guy. At least 30. Oh, Keller said so many. 30. So many. 30 uh, of those my guys. entire life, like any person in high school, yeah. any dude in high school. It's, is, it's frustrating because we are now... This is the beginning of 2018, and a guy, 21 years a guy got elected after he said he grabbed women's pussies. Yeah. yeah. And that was not a deal breaker. No, nay. No. In fact, for yeah. a lot of men, it was awesome. I have yeah. a female friend whose grandmother said it would actually be- um, Fine if he did it to her. It's No, it's a compliment mm-hmm. if he chose her to do it And to that's her. that ingrained misogyny that society has, especially in the United States, well, I'm sure around the world, especially, yeah. in the same way that there's ingrained racism, and yes. I'm a brown dude telling you this, that yeah. I, I have, like, it's all part of this systemic thing that we have. 100%. And we live in a time where a guy got elected after that. Also, that his, system's been put in place by the men in these movies. <laughs> yes. Like, the people yes. in this movie, it's the, those the, people who have made it that way. The yeah. power structure at a, a simple office. It, show it, me it, your balls. This is, the, oh. yeah, this is the way that men act in an office. Imagine how they act in the highest levels of government and in, you know, and like, I thought and it was everywhere. interesting that you said that. You're like, I knew 30 of these guys in high school. My high school was made of these guys. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that they shed their skin and be like, kidding, I'm a good person now. Yeah. They stay like that. Mm-hmm. They get elected and they become our, like yeah, that. They become yeah. police officers. His defense, and they, uh, this guy's defense was, this is locker room talk. Businessmen. When the problem is, is that, no, we know it's locker room talk. Because of in the company of men, we know it that shows you the locker room. The, it shows the, them that they're yes. only talking about the shit together in a bathroom or in a closed and office. That's the problem, or in a that's yeah. the problem. 
And this film only says, hey, there exists such a thing as locker room talk, but I don't have any fucking thing to say about it. I don't have yeah. an opinion one way or the other yeah. is what Neil LeButt's saying. And at the end, he rewards his awful evil character by allowing him to get a BJ He's from like, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he de- and he destroys the man who actually fell in love with the woman. Yes. Who was a whole nother side of misogyny that, that, that this character, this weaker guy character, you know, physically weaker, emotionally weaker. Um, he punish, nice he punishes just, him. The guy who says, I'm a nice guy. And twice. He gra- and he's the one who actually put his hands on a woman. Yeah. He actually grabbed assaulted her, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. and assaulted her and put his, his hands on her in the car. And this is the, still the guy who says, I'm a nice guy. And at the end of the film, he gets destroyed. And he's yes. screaming at her in a bank, listen to me. Yes, to a deaf woman. To a deaf woman. Yeah. Now, the last, the last shot in the movie is from her perspective. And, it's, and it just cuts the sound out as he's screaming. Does that mean that Neil is saying, oh, this woman, this is what women have to deal with? Men screaming into the... No, I don't think so. It didn't feel like that. There was no empathy for this woman. So what happens at the end of the film and throughout the movie, I mean, right from the beginning... Keller and I, we, we did kind of look at each other and we're like, this, like, we're, we're familiar with this as I'm sure you are, Maud, the way that men talk to one another. Because right in the beginning, it was all bullshit, bravado, oh, oh insecurity, talking shit about other dudes, talking shit about women, talking, you know. Like my fingers are in quotes, locker room talk. Locker room yeah. talk, yes. And these two guys are on a business trip and they hatched this plan to like, you know what would be great? And no matter how the world fucks us later, we could still look back on us pulling this off and screwing over this woman. And you know, and this is what gave us our dignity. Or like yeah, dignity. Some, and like they're uh, even just like, it's a woman that has nothing to do with their shitty situation mm-hmm. at all anyway. But I mm-hmm. find it very interesting in this day and age, 2018 Mm -hmm. when there are you know there's feminist discussion happening on the internet Mm -hmm. and the one thing that I cop a lot is when I'm like you know uh, men are Mm -hmm. violent men don't take rejection well yeah it's like how dare you lump me in with Mm -hmm. that but it's so funny in this movie they feel like they're getting burnt by previous relationships and therefore they must destroy women as a whole women absolutely yeah yeah and every time I hear any of that stuff I you know if I if I speak in those generalities because because again 12 minutes in the movie I said something like men are awful yes and And you even said my my (laughs) you correct reaction yes was was, some men can be awful yes and I was like no no let me correct you (laughs) men are awful just across the board we're gonna mansplain mansplain (laughs) because because I feel like if I say something like that and you're listening to the, if you if you're not an awful man, I'm not talking about you. It's a well, no-brainer. It's like, no it shit. goes without saying. I know. That's what everyone's it should be. so busy to try and be offended or pick something apart. And mm-hmm. if you don't voice something in such a mm-hmm. well, it's because they're the good guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that's absolutely true. They are. I've never, that's not me. I'm a good guy. I've never read a thing that was generally speaking about men and been offended because I'm not in that group. Exactly. I did. I was very offended when Donald Trump said Mexicans are rapists because I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's yeah. that is racism. That is prejudice. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, able you know? to yeah. separate. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. I but, haven't done those things, so it's clearly not. An exactly, ad- they're clearly well, not addressing. Well, it. you're not upset at yes. you know going. No, I'm not a racist. You're like, mm-hmm. no. I'm mad at you for mm-hmm. making a racist statement. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, totally absolutely. Get it. And the point is, is that when people have these conversations about inequality between the sexes in modern society, the reason, you know, the, the problem lies mostly with men is because they are the ones in power. Yeah. And they're in their, uh, I you heard, know. read something amazing that was like, when it comes to dating or going on a date with mm-hmm. someone or any sort of relationship, the guy, the thing that the man is most fearful of mm-hmm. is rejection. Mm-hmm. The thing that a woman is most fearful of is her life. Yeah. I saw that. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's getting killed. Of yeah. getting killed. Yep. Yeah. And I've been in that situation. Yeah. 
Rejection. Getting rejected. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we can't talk about him anymore because he's also a piece of shit, but Louis C.K. had a great yeah. stand-up bit about that very thing. Louis C.K. called women heroes for even going out on a date. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, you know, men's biggest, he said something like men's biggest uh, killer is like heart disease and women's biggest killer is men. And yeah. men, women still will go like, mom, he seems nice. And like go into a car with a stranger. Alone. Like yeah. that's, in, he said, that's insane. But then he still pulled out his genitals at women. So Yeah. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. So, so like Keller and I were watching this and we knew that it was just going to be like, so like neck craningly. Yes. Just di- I like, knew what I was going to, I knew what I was getting into, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the movie's angle was going to be. Yes. I knew what to expect as far as like subject matter yeah. goes. From the beginning. Yeah. 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 But like this movie... There's no redemptive qualities to either of the guys. Mm-hmm. They're just like, it is all about power dynamics the mm-hmm. entire time. Like mm-hmm. um, Aaron Eckhart doesn't have any power, but he asserts his faux power over every he person he encounters. is an extreme narcissist mm-hmm. where yes. every conversation, even when like his best friend was saying, this is what's going on with me. He goes, and this is how it affects me. Yeah, it fucks and me he, up too, man. Yeah. Brought Sending it always. the guys down there and doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, he was... Um, the basically the kingpin, the lynch behind all of the office drama. Like he was stirring the pot with everyone. He was mm-hmm. like, "Man, I hate that guy." As soon as he walked out of a room, but, do, you, do you like that guy? No, that guy's a piece of shit. I hate the interns. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. but he's there, like manipulating everything, and never says anything to anybody's face. The frustrating thing too is that it's not just him; it is this system, and it's everybody that becomes a part of it because nobody stands up to him. People are just nodding along. People are nodding along because they yeah. because this guy's the alpha male, and like, everybody I can't wants... help but think about like this is a huge downer. But like all the domestic violence, murders, mm-hmm. and just all the stuff, just because these dudes get rejected by mm-hmm. a woman and just shoot. Oh a my bunch gosh! Of the number one thing I hear if I say it doesn't matter if I say f off or if I say thank you but no thank you or if I say I have a boyfriend, it doesn't For matter like what dating, I say. Yeah. If someone's trying to buy me a drink at a bar, no matter what I say, the number one response I get is, "Well, fuck you, slut." And it's my favorite thing to hear because I say, well, I am a slut and I still won't have sex with you. So what does that make you then? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. But then again, mum says, um, you talk to men like they won't punch you. And I was like, Ugh. they shouldn't punch me. She they goes, shouldn't. they shouldn't, but yeah. they can and they, and they will break your they, nose. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember hearing that because I was 19 and I had a lot yeah. of sass and bravado, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And a guy trod on my toe and I was like, oi, you should apologize. And he got right up in my face and he screamed, no, and just like started getting verbally abusive. And I lost, no, I was not coward, like there's no cowardice. Yeah. I got even bigger and mm-hmm. I was like, you should apologize. And I thought I was so proud of myself because I stood up for myself and mom goes, never do that again. You yeah. turn around and you walk away. It's awful. Yeah. And it's Which so, is awful. It's so fucked up. Turn around and walk at the away. End of this, at the end of this movie, Weaker dude to at like is so flabbergasted that Aaron Eckhart could even go through with this yeah. thing because he had his girlfriend at home the entire time when they were on this like six week business. But that trip. was a full lie. Full and lie. You, the, the, movie movie. the entire movie. The entire movie. Movie starts him saying, with him being, "I'm so upset." Ah, she left. Yeah, this girl's gone. Mm-hmm. Fuck all the girls. Can mm-hmm. I swear? I've been swearing way too much. Please curse I'm sorry. so much. But it's like fuck all the girls. And, and you know what? Can you plan. say "oy" more because it's very Australian? Yeah, definitely well, say, I just oy say "oy." Then you yeah. said "oy" when Twice. you're at the bar. "Oy," get uh, yeah. You should apologize. <laughs> I do. It's the quickest way to get someone's attention, especially if like there's a set okay. and you want everyone to be quiet. "Oy," "oy." Everyone's like, "Oy." What was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what on earth? Who stepped on something? Is there what? Is there an animal in here? What is that? But at the end of this film, weaker dudes like why. Yeah. Why would you do this? And he says, because I could. And then walks back into his bedroom 
And that's what that guy said. He said he would not apologize because, because. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah. it's awful that the movie doesn't say this is a problem, really. It's it the just entitlement says this that e- comes with being a uh, man, a white man, even specifically mm-hmm. in this movie. Because you oh, saw mm-hmm. a black man get violated by yeah. Aaron mm-hmm. Eckhart's character. Yeah. He yeah. asked him to reveal his genital, show me your balls. And he's like, I'm not a homo. I'm I got to see the balls. I gotta see. And, yeah, this, and this guy. And he said, I've been told to you know recommend someone. So mm-hmm. it was an immediate power play. I can mm-hmm. get you a promotion. You just have to show me your balls. But and also, what? I'm going to correct everything you say. Yeah. yeah. When oh. he said... Keith, yeah. His name is Keith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is it, Keith or Keith? And he was like Keith. He's like, all right, you should know. And then he and then he's oh. talking to him, and the kid says, yeah, you can ask any, you can ask anybody about it. You can ask anybody ask, a thing. Yeah. And then he stands up and he goes, let me give you a word of a professional advice. The word is ask. Yeah. In his very like over enunciating white guy voice, this, yeah. this young black kid that he was, and this kid was just deer in the headlights. And that scene was frustrating because it's frustrating because the kid didn't stand up to him. Well, what but it's like he's he's he? that's his boss. This kid, I think, True. was supposed to be one of the interns that's running True. around being an idiot. Yeah. How would he? How would he? Unless the story was about that, but the story's not about that. So the who story would he go about, to? He would go to mm-hmm. Aaron Eckhart's boss, mm-hmm. who is yeah. the other guy, mm-hmm. who's you know I'd love doing to see everything. The HR to, department of this mm-hmm. building, yeah, exactly. If there even is one, but Let's the point see that is, movie. the point is, is that this movie is focused on this is all a system, and that guy still pulled down his pants because he became he you know it's a power play, system yes, fucking but power. he but mm-hmm. he. You know, he's screwed either way, but he's still, this isn't a movie about people standing up to this and trying to correct this problem. That's not what it's about. And then the other black guy that's in the movie, this other young guy who's working at this thing, believes that the deaf woman is nice and pretty, but refused to take her out. The weaker guy is asking him, oh, you would never be seen with her, right? And he turns around and he goes, in a place like this... Mm. They saw me with her? No, man. And they just got right back in line like at the copy machine. And it was frustrating because you were saying like, oh, he's a nice guy. But he's not mm-hmm. because he still is playing into this system, yeah. that exi- the culture that exists of masculinity at this at this company, that he even recognized that. That he, he would even deny himself potential happiness by going and talking to this woman yeah. just, just because- Just he gets so much shit from all those shitty men. Yeah, exactly. And that was really frustrating to see that. I mean- It is a- a good picture of just like small instances of toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, like even just the rollover onto someone else, just by the fact that he was being a misogynistic asshole mm-hmm. about a woman to another guy, and the guy just like, <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. is a story I have about that, where it's like trying, like yes, men can be the problem, but men are also the solution, and that's mm-hmm. something that I figured out because it's like. I had a friend who's very, very preachy about feminism online and she's like, my gosh, everyone's like, even if I don't talk about feminism, they're like, let me guess, pro-women, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it sucks to say this, but there's like a more effective way to be a feminist and that is if a man does it. Which sucks. Because a mm-hmm. ma- the people who are going to listen to a woman, it. I've experienced not it. guys. And I called a guy out on it. This guy uh, made a shitty joke years ago on Facebook here in LA. Mm. A, fe- a, a mutual friend, I knew this guy from a comedy class and another woman who was in that class with us. She was like, hey, like not to be like a Debbie Downer, but like just want to you know, let you know this joke is, is, is offensive in this way. And I just, I didn't know if you were aware where it came across like that. Dude immediately went on the defensive, and this guy was a stand-up comic, mm. which again kind of shows like, let's talk about the culture of being a stand-up historically. Yeah, it's been yeah. this guy's club, yeah. and this guy went on the defensive, and a bunch of people that are sort of were friends with this guy online were coming Jumped after on. this woman. I jumped in there and I went, "Hey man, you know this, this, and this, and this is why this is the problem." And his response to me was, "Hector, 
I respect your opinion. I really respect your opinion, but I feel like, you know, I'm a stand-up comic and da, da, da. And I went, the way you responded to me versus the way you responded to her proves that she has a point. Yeah. yeah. And well and I and I and that was I feel like that was one of the first times I'd used my male privilege yeah. to point that out to somebody. But if you to, can have someone listen to you and you mm-hmm. can get across to someone, if you can, can change one person's mind and perspective, go. win. There you go. Yeah. And but it's like all the people being like, Why didn't Meryl Streep ever say anything about Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein? Mm-hmm. Why didn't so and so say anything about so and so? She had no idea. Also that but also so it's target. not her fucking job to yeah. do that. Like she's probably a victim of the that, same shit. Um, or not Helen necessarily Mirren came forward and she said she had absolutely no idea. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who is Harvey going to target? Not a very outspoken, <laughs> powerful older woman. Correct. When he's, you know, oh young. yeah, she's like Hollywood royalty. Young, That's it. Movie women. royalty. Exactly. Young, Selma Hayek naive. at the beginning of her career. And this is yep. a power thing that we're talking about, which is. Can predators smell out victims? They definitely you can. Bet. Oh my god! And that's what god. this movie is. You know, Neil Power Lebut, dynamics. They find the weakest mm-hmm. person and to prey on. Control them. Lebut yes. wrote an almost unrealistically nice human in the female character. And in mm. the beginning, the two guys are saying like, "We need to find the most vulnerable woman, just super vulnerable." And it's just a nice, and, good, decent person. But she's deaf. And that was the that was the thing that Labutt decided to add, to attribute to this woman to be like this is why they're going to choose her whose father died of cancer. Oh and, my gosh, which wasn't acknowledged. And she's so beautiful, but so nice. And and she's the, the epitome of vulnerable. Yes, though. and yeah. the fact that and then later when we get to a scene where which was also that could be just a problem with this movie. To begin with, mm. the way they created their vulnerable female character. Sure. He screams at her. This is the rejection. Oh. He's like, you are disabled. Yeah. And you are rejecting me. You are disabled. Like, how could disgusting. you? Yeah. It was disgusting. Yeah. And then even then, when you said he screamed at her, I thought you were talking about Aaron Eckhart. When he first in the office learned she was deaf, he goes to her office and as she's her back oh is turned, God. he just goes, hey! And then walks away laughing. Yeah, thinking and, it's hysterical. And that scene showed a woman from the next door office poke her head out like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. You know, yeah. not a man, but a woman. Yeah. It was like, yeah. what was that? Yeah. And because she is fully deaf and didn't hear anything. And then he goes back and he closes the door to his buddy's And the other guy's just laughing, laughing at that like, it happened. So, was I right or was I right? You know, mm. but like they 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 decided, Neil LeButt wrote a character who was this ultimate example of vulnerability. She was unrealistically sweet, uh, you know, just like, but, but she did. And I think the way that it made sense is that she suffered the loss of her father. And then later when the guy is rejecting her, when she's breaking up with him, and this is the nice guy she's breaking up yeah. with, you know, because the, he's, cause he's like, Aaron Eckhart. I've got plans, I've got this. And she goes, no, I've let this go too far. I, she's so nice about she's it. So she, I love someone else. And then she said, when and she starts crying. She she goes, you know, because he's asking her like, why did you lead me on? And she yeah. goes, when you haven't dated for so long. And then that broke oh, my heart. Same. It's another character who, like, again, a beautiful woman, a completely capable member of society. And when you haven't dated for years, you're wondering, you, you, know, you know, are you am attractive, I attractive to anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Do, would people like me? Whatever. So she, so she kind of man. Just dating. talking about it makes me hate Neela Butt more. Yeah. Just because he obviously knows how shitty stuff is. Yes, and he makes us feel it, but he doesn't do anything. He about doesn't, it. like do you anything. said, it's a male fantasy. You is have, what this movie is. Yeah. You have a responsibility, and I think movies do two things: they entertain or they educate. Yeah, and, and this was neither. This was neither. Uh, this was was like a mirror. So it's like a reflection to society, and I feel yeah, like here's a. But it's, you, the problem is again, it's this peak. communication. Who are you actually getting a message across mm-hmm. to? The people that understand the satire function, or mm-hmm. like the fact that it's an ugly part of society. The people that walk away feeling awful. 
they're the ones that don't need to be yeah, educated. Yeah, they know this exists, yeah. and yeah. it's only affirming other people's the pe- beliefs yeah. if they see it. The people that sit there going, oh, sick movie. This movie is for nobody, does nothing for anybody, yeah. other yeah. than someone be like, wow, it's because written so well and spe- acted so well and shot so well. Speaking of Get Out, that movie is tricking white people into understanding what racism is. Yeah. yeah. That's what that movie so is. So I saw a Q&A with Jordan <laughs> Peele, and I was like one of the... The things that he said to me, I was so amazed at. He goes, I made a movie mm-hmm. where a black guy kills an entire white rich family and, and everyone applauds. <laughs> I was like, you are so right. Like, you know, and then the movie Black Panther is a movie that tricks its superhero loving audience into recognizing the historical inequality that's happened yeah. because of the colonization around the world. of African cultures yeah. Yeah. and around yeah. the world. So, yeah. And it's like, people are going to see that and go, oh my God. What what I is, love all the stuff on Twitter. It's like Kilmarga was right. Kilmarga was right. Yeah, Kilmarga was right. I want a T-shirt that it's says true. Kilmarga was right. I love that because Kilmarga was like you we can't. Can, uh, the best man. villain yeah. is someone that you cannot disagree with. Yeah. yeah, I think that the whole fantasy of Black Panther, as created by two Jewish white guys in the '60s, Stanley and Jack Kirby, is brilliant because they wanted to. They did amazing world building, but unlike the movie Bright which postulates that there are elves and fairies from the beginning of mankind's history. And yet the history is exactly the same. Like there's still the Alamo. Yeah. Like there's still like the, it, we still end up with Cholo gangbanger orcs in modern day LA, which is bullshit. What Stanley and Jack Kirby did, did no they, they created a fantasy, super advanced African society, yeah. but the way that they skirted around, well, then why did slavery still happen? Why wouldn't Wakanda they rise up? They were within up? a mountain range and they and, were just restricted protecting their resources. And specifically were like, they were isolationists. Mm. And that's a great way Which to- Which is even like a great commentary on what's happening in the world with like yes. people being so nationalistic yes. within their countries. Yes. Like this, exactly. that movie says so many different so things. Wakanda is the same, like the history of Marvel is supposed to be the same up until the point where, again, T'Challa, Black Panther has this press release and he's like, no, we're out. Wakanda is now going to be on the world stage. What happens to black people around the world after that? That I can't wait to see Black Panther too because that that's the question. It's you know it's so exciting, but but again, that's a great way to sort of skirt around the world building you'd have to do. But it is also a cop out because it's like why wouldn't Wakanda stop European colonizers from literally enslaving? Because their, they had you know, to, yeah. because they're isolationists. It's like that's not Hold good on. enough. When did the which is what that movie says? The vibranium mound, the, the thousands the, of years. The, yeah, like oh, the the alien thing, boom, landed in the heart of Africa in right. Wakanda, and they've had that for like millennia. So basically, since the beginning of their their culture that they founded, um, which is what the myth at the beginning says. Mm-hmm. The but then again, like there yeah. is a magic plant and stuff, so I don't know yeah. what is supposed to be that was, real or not in that, that was, first opening little. Yeah, I think it's it's all real. I don't know if that was like their mythology or if that was supposed to be. Yeah, it's both. It's like when they talk about panther gods, they it's a thing of like, well, how much have gods influenced humanity? It's in that same way. But if you do break it down, that shit within the Marvel universe is real. There really is a panther god Bast in the Mm -hmm. same way that there's Thor. In the same way that there's, in Marvel Comics, the Greek pantheon of gods are real. Hercules is a real character who, again, is like friends with Thor. he's going to show up. That'd be cool. I like Hercules. He's a good time. Heracles is what he's called in DC Comics, where he's a bad guy because he enslaved the Themyscarians of Wonder Ah. Woman, along with the rest of uh, the other men at that time. I dig. So he's one of Wonder Woman's uh, enemies in DC Comics. In Marvel, he's a good guy. He just likes to party. That's funny. Anyway, what were we talking about? Black Panther. It tricks people into into at least thinking about that history of that world history, right? Perspective. Perspective. And yeah. My big thing is it's very hard being an Australian coming to America because a lot of the time it's like, trying to explain, well, we don't have a lot of ingrained Mm -hmm. African-American 
um, history, culture, history. It's just mm-hmm. not a part of our culture, yeah. like at all, because we are Australian. Like I had, I had a uh, a black. I have a black friend. She's from Canada, Canada, which is our neighbor, and still a similar experience to you, where it's just like, well, we don't have the sort of the just the just the growing up and knowing what black people how they were brought to the United States and how they're still treated still like yeah the full th- this on the injustices history. that happening, mm-hmm. but there's constantly like you know trying to fight for a right, mm-hmm. and it's like this thing that's. It's a daily thing that I'm experiencing now. And for me, I'm like kind of sitting here going, oh, wow, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time I get, well, how, how the hell do well, I even like, this? Mm-hmm. It's like because I spent 25, 26 years living in a But now there is stuff happening country. in Australia. Even. Oh, we got a whole other set of <laughs> Yeah, but like <laughs> and that, I find it very interesting. He tweeted about Australia Day and it needs yeah, to be changed. Yeah, it's a huge thing. And But that's that's the other thing where it's like... I find, and I was like, well, trying to trying to break it down because I don't want to come across ignorant because I'm mm-hmm. definitely open mm-hmm. to learning. Mm-hmm. But it's this thing where it's like it's very one sided. I should know everything about America, mm. but I'm noticing that no oh. one in America wants to know anything about outside of the that world. Is. Well, no one wants to know anything about America either, even Americans. Mm-hmm. They just will reject our entire history. That's yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, Textbooks have been rewritten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't Still believe are that. To this day. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. It's that's the idea of American exceptionalism. African immigrants came to Ugh, America to don't become do slaves. Don't do that. But, but I also realized that like exceptionalism of America. I want. I want to figure out the why. Yeah. Why is it so? Yeah. America is the the center of the universe for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's because like over fifty percent of Americans don't hold passports. Mm-hmm. So it. Is the they're center not, of the they're universe? Not going they're not going yeah. anywhere. They don't have so a that universe. is the only yeah. world that they know. So when mm-hmm. I come in, going, "Hi, got a different country, whole new set of rules," mm-hmm. and you know, I'm adapting because I live in America now, and this is the country that I'm in. So I'm changing. If it's like a different set of rules, I have new rules now, and I get mm-hmm. that. But it's kind of weird to kind of say to someone, "There are a different set of rules. A different set of rules exist outside of America." How yeah. is? misogyny in Australia versus in America. So mm. dating is completely different yeah. you know, really. in Australia. Yeah. And it's been so hard for me in LA. It's been really difficult because in Australia, you're all, you're all, you have a solid group of friends, your mates. We have an exceptionally ingrained drinking culture. Hello, yes. empty glass of wine. Do you want more? No, yeah, thank you. Get you more wine? No, thank okay. you. Okay. But it's this thing where it's like, we're constantly socializing around alcohol. So a lot of the time you're friends with someone, you get to know someone, you have a conversation and then you kind of get drunk and you have a pash, you kiss them. And then you you see, thank you for explaining that. Was that mm-hmm. cool? Exactly. I didn't know what that was. I could have been looking for, up. I don't know. Yeah. It's you passionate pas- people. Passionate kiss. Passionate kiss. Oh, we call it a pash. A pash. Yeah. Mm. And oh, again, Keller and I pash all the time. Yeah, but, we're passionate up. Okay. <laughs> we're passion faces. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the thing about uh, hooking up is not mm-hmm. having sex. Hooking up is just kissing, oh. which is making it. It's a whole. Anyway. Okay. Well, but, you're probably I right. Glossary. I, I never learned the rules, even in America. I, That's a good I point. Yeah. I did, like, <laughs> when I was books. a little kid and people were like, second base. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'll never know what that is. I don't even like baseball. What are you talking about? I don't even know the baseball rules. That's a long way to run. I mean, how many times you have to hit the ball Um, but in in Australia you'll make out with a friend Mm -hmm. it'll kind of go well you want to see you test the waters you go on about three dates and if it's going in a good direction you want to keep seeing each other you don't see anyone else sure you are like exclusive from the get-go and also I have to point this out Maud um what you're describing what you're going to compare to is LA dating culture Mm -hmm. which is vastly that's a good point too like I bet it's closer in the south Mm -hmm. to Australian dating than it is yeah absolutely look yeah, I know. I had a guy open a door for me, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because yeah. in Australia, again, it's like guys don't 
a lot of the time won't open doors. Mm. There's a lot of equality in that sense. I was like, a guy will go, you've got two hands. Like, use oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I say, all right, I'll open That's a great. door. And you make money, I make money. We're mm-hmm. both enjoying this meal. We should both pay for the meal. That's mm-hmm. just how it goes. And I'm very nice. used to paying for things and opening doors. So to That's see great. chivalry in that regard, I'm like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. But at the like same it? time, I've, I've dated a guy and I thought it was going well. Mm-hmm. And on his birthday, when I was taking out for dinner, he told me I was one of three girls that he was seeing. That there was the hot one, the one that he was sleeping with, mm-hmm. and I was the smart one. He... Oh. Laid it out and, like yeah. that? And I Jesus said, why the Christ. fuck would you tell the smart one that? That's wow. it. <laughs> I was gone. Oh, I was great. gone. Yeah. Bye. So, Happy birthday, fuck face. Jesus. So the, it, there is misogyny in Australia, as mm-hmm. with all guys. All well, through, yeah. I feel like in high school and when you're mm-hmm. around that bro culture, mm-hmm. the goal is sex. That's the goal, mm-hmm. to get the girl and to get what you want and to go. And tell um, the story later. That's it. And mm-hmm. I've gone through a lot of that where I was just, you know, an achievement for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's always going to be there, yeah. I feel, that bro culture, the bro mm-hmm. code. It is. That uh, that pressure, I guess, it's a thing, you know. When, when, when people talk about toxic masculinity, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of women that I've that I've worked with before and that I've like talked to online on Facebook, friends or whatever, that are frustrated because they feel that focusing on women's issues isn't true equality because you're just focusing on women's issues. There are no men's and, issues. We've taken yes. care of y'all. And they'll bring up men's issues of like, well, men deal with the pressures of yeah. living in the cultures that we saw in, in the company of men. And, I, and I'll try to explain. I'm like, you're absolutely right. But the thing is, is that by addressing women's issues, by addressing that inequality, it is a ripple effect. Like, it, it, you know, it, when we talk also, about- Also, if a dude says anything about anything happening in that office, not shit's going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to yeah. be fucking fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, th- I have that same discussion Ugh, where it's, it's like, I'm a humanist. I'm not a feminist. Why do I have to be a feminist? And I said, mm-hmm. well, we are at, the end goal is equality. Yeah. Yes. Well, feminism so, is equal rights for everyone, yes. right? Exactly. Women to get equal rights. It is a belief. But the fact that the focus is on, on the women yeah, is really hard for a lot of, of yes. men. So but, I kind of show with my hands, I'm like, so women are still down here and men are up here and feminism is just trying to get women up here so the more we talk about it and Mm -hmm. raise awareness then we're on the same playing field and we get the common goal of equality and a way that we raise that awareness and the way that we raise that status is by addressing issues that yeah men go calling it out Calling yeah. it out, men men deal with the pressures of oh I'm in high school and I have to get laid before I graduate. Yeah, that's a problem. Yes. And by addressing that shit, oh boom, hey, guess what? We're we're talking about treating women like equals. We're talking about treating them like your peers in high school and not like like all the issues that you're you know, talking about yes, will go away if exactly. we address this. Feminism yeah. is just the but belief. But they need to hear it from their male yes. heroes. Yeah, like, hey, you look up to me. Terrible. By the way, his. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. some good role Being models. Being told to respect women by a man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you That's, won't listen to a woman. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a lot it's of... A uh, there's a lot for women, especially in high school, you've got to respect yourself. The amount of times where sure. I would... It's so hard living in to that. please someone else. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't even want to do this. It's like your shorts are too short, so go Oh my gosh, how did you know? Me. That's exactly... <laughs> A girl it's started awful. saying, who wears short shorts? I'm like, I'm I'm 15 years old and I'm 5'11". Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are only the shorts. shorts. Are short. Every short is shorts. <laughs> yes. Every shorts is short. Yeah, you're um, not going to show up in every single one. But I have dicky ma- cargo pants. I've got massive respect for a, a female colleague of mine. She's a journalist. and You're talking about... No. You don't want to? Okay. No, it's not, it's not her. It's oh, this, okay. But this oh. is a situation that's happened recently and mm-hmm. I'm... A, 
astounded by it. So, just real, I want to clarify real quick. I thought we were about to praise the same woman, and I wanted to hop on that. I, I, but if you, we'll do that continue, after this one. Please, yeah, please yeah, continue. We're going to praise story. that woman after we talk <laughs> about this. I, I will because I respect her as well a lot. But okay, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Please continue the story. So, there's a male Australian journalist who's got a very Australian sense of humor, mm-hmm. and it's very sharp. It's very quick and witty, but it's super dry and can be incredibly offensive. <laughs> and Australia has a lot of offensive humor. Like that's literally yeah. our groundwork is offensive humor. We mm-hmm. play into stereotypes. No one's safe. We'll make fun of everything, including ourselves, especially. Self-deprecation humor is like a big thing. Mm-hmm. But this guy was seated next to another journalist who was just making very misogynistic comments, who was just loud and gratuitous about mm-hmm. a lot of things. And a female colleague went to my friend, the dry Australian, mm-hmm. and said, I don't like how you're handling this. And he's like, I'm not saying it. She goes, exactly. And you're not doing anything to stop it. And he was telling me this story. This is all from his point of view. And he goes, she came up to me and said that. And my immediate reaction was like, who are you to tell me that? What the hell? I've done nothing wrong. It's not my job to do it. This Mm -hmm. is bullshit. And I'm here like biting my tongue like, "Mm." and he goes, it took me days to realize yeah, but I it, I stewed on that and I thought about it and I was like, you're right. I'm just as bad if I don't stop that I'm mm-hmm. perpetuating it if mm-hmm. I'm ena- You're enabling it's it. Okay. If I'm not telling it, telling him that it's wrong, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, why doesn't she do it? And he goes, no. It's my not job. Her it's my job to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I actually ran into her and I said, you got through to him. And she goes, I am so glad to hear that because I was petrified to say oh, something. And I was like, I'm going to lose him as a friend. Is. He's going to yeah. like, yeah. both of them are going to gang up on me and I'm not going to be able to show my face. But I had to say something. And I was like, boom, it worked. It That's awesome. So we need that times 400,000. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was a very that, conservative number. <laughs> if I have a kid someday... <laughs> And we, I might, within the 10 years of doing this podcast, uh, you never know. Uh, I almost. We'll have him on episode. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have him or her on this. Yeah. Shh, quiet down. I'm trying to, to watch mm, The Godfather. We'll have him mm, on an episode. We'll have, we'll have them on the episode. You're having a bowl. Um, go, what? Yep. I'm going to be a dad. It's mine. If I am. <laughs> I'm really happy for you guys. We should, you know. I can legally marry, by the way. Oh, in California. Man. Yeah, I clicked like three buttons on the internet. Yeah. I'm stoked a passion on the altar with you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Man, hey, Keller, do you want to do the pact that if it doesn't work out between us and we're like 40, that we just adopt the kid together? You and me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, super mm-hmm. cute. Hey, who's I, the shout out you wanted to give? Oh, Alicia Malone. I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, she's great. Is it? It was it her or no? No, no, it wasn't. But she was fantastic, and I finally started reading her book. Her book is amazing. Yeah, it's I know. so good. It's so good. It's doing backwards and in heels. It's telling so the story of mm-hmm. women who have done amazing things yeah. in history, and the stories were never really shared because and, yeah. the people and, who were writing history books all of the time. And, yes, mm-hmm. and why they were erased specifically in Hollywood, and it's frustrating. And it's but it's a great read because it's of petty men. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, Getting rejected. Because <laughs> bankers showed up to Hollywood in the 30s to save this dying industry. And bankers didn't think that the women who some of them were studio heads yeah. could handle money. So then it just started becoming dudes. And I was like, But for like Oof. seven, seven, eight, well, ever since. Ever since. Ever since. Until now. I now almost want to use In the Company of Men as like a teaching tool. To have yeah. a kid watch it, like a young, uh, like, well, if you, you know, approach nine, it that way, yeah, like p- pop it in for them, boy or girl, whatever. What watch this movie, do. and at the end, talk about this and be yeah. like, "What did you see? You're going to see more of this shit." What was later. dangerous? This is the world. How can this you combat yes. that? How can you call it out? How can you, yeah. you know? Like Ugh. it is supposed to be a male fantasy, but this is very, like you yeah. said, this is too real. It's well, not you satire. two were disgusted. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. That yes. was lovely. Because like there's I've how many it. people would be like, it's just a joke, whatever. Like who cares? Sure. I mean, just the look, we're even hearing it today. At one point in the beginning of the movie, Aaron Eckhart was like, we can't even make a joke in the office. And I was like, if your jokes 
Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm not thinking, saying any jokes. You, I'm, you I'm looked thinking, at a picture yep. of a woman mm-hmm. and then said cunt and then continued <laughs> your conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then continue, that was an aside. Calling a picture yep. of a woman a cunt was yeah. an aside. And they were yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the like TPS reports. God, that's yeah. not a joke. Not even. Well, mm-hmm. why would you say that about mm-hmm. this woman? No, no, yeah. It was like, well, if you said so, mm-hmm. it's a given. Yeah. 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 It's, it's awful. I think. Um, and you do see car- like men in the mirror, we do kind of push back a tiny bit, but then they just give in immediately yeah, after because a push back. Aaron has an agenda. His yes, character, I should call it Chad. No, Chad. Aaron. That's Pierce way well. better. Like Chad is the perfect <laughs> name for this character, yeah. though. Yeah. And but the other thing I want to talk about is that, you know, part of the culture, too, is that when the woman uh, continues to, I feel bad. I forget. I'm forgetting the character's name. What's her name? Catherine. No. Is that it? Christine. Christine. When yep. Christine still going out with the guy who she doesn't like as much as Chad, the weaker guy, we were talking about why is she even going out with this guy. And at one point, she is confronted in the restaurant when she's on a, a lunch date with Chad. And then the guy walks up and he's like being mean I to her. I can't remember his name though. I can't. I can't either. I think that's um, like the telling of his character. Keller's though. on it. Keller's on it. He's going to get don't it. You know, he's got like, the that's Howard. Howard. So Chad. Also, Stacey Edwards plays Christine. I don't know if we said oh, her name. Oh, we yet. have to talk about She's Stacey the Edwards. best performance. She's Phenomenal. Yeah. So good. It is difficult to play somebody with a hearing impairment, and she did a really great job. job. Yeah. Really great job. And and her crying on the hotel bed. Was, oh, that was devastating. She's just a great actor, and she played it just so sweet and just, you know, and did a great job. Um, and then I was happy to find out that she's the mom in Superbad. Yeah. Because I was like, what else <laughs> is she Which is coming in? up. She has been, it's coming up. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, uh, she has been steadily working in TV and in movies, but I think mostly a TV actor mm-hmm. since then. That was her big breakout thing is in the company of men. But when she's on a lunch date later with Howard, we were like, why is she even going on the date? And it's because in society, women are expected to... Mm. To let the nice guy down easy. Women are expected to, you know, when a guy says, oh, we're, we're, and especially again, her boss. Or like, if I turn him down, what's going to happen? If I say I'm not going to go, what is he going to do? She was in fear of her life. And then she was for a second. It was very justified. Very justified fear that we see, even though we don't even know that yet. But even though Mm -hmm. that was one of the nicest letdowns we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. In in history. It was was perfect. Yeah. 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 She could not have done a better job at rejecting someone. And yet still still ended up with I'm in love with someone else. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I I should have done Okay, you're sorry. You know why? Because his masculinity was threatened. How dare her feel bad for him? You know, it's just like, it's just like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. How dare this black guy feel sorry for the white woman? Yeah. This black guy's guilty. We got to get up. How dare her? That's another um, book we covered on book club. We did. Yeah, I think that was because of me. Also, yeah, Keller. Really? That's his favorite book of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's problematic. I'm learning now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. But, uh, it's not. It's my it, my frustration is just that. What if I told you the N word has absolutely no weight in Australia? Blows people's minds. It does. It blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It does has blow my absolutely mind. no weight. It is just a word. It makes sense to me, but I. But it's not I'm one that we like, use. We don't sure. have any reason to use it. But sure. when we're listening to Kanye or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just a part of the it's lyrics. It's a lyric. Mm-hmm. It's a lyric. Yeah. That's and we associate it with a black guy. As, that's what he calls his friends. Sure. Yeah. Not we don't have the, the 50, 60 year context, of it. Was, yeah. No. No. Exactly. Actually, we don't have. The, I didn't even know that. The ER version existed. Oh, you knew the A? Mm-hmm. Uh, what a world we must live in. See? Boy, oh, only boy. know the A version of the N-word. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Whole... To never have to hear. And you poor thing are reading this in the in, in How to, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. You're reading the hard ERs. The huh. Yeah. yeah. Man, they yeah. threw those on there. 
But it, it, it kind of similar to in the company of men, I feel like in the company of men is not enough of whatever this is, not enough. No, like you said, and if there was a lesson involved, if yes. there was comeuppance. Now, there is a lesson. There's world- so many lessons in To Kill a Mockingbird, but I'm just frustrated because I'm like, well, nothing has changed. I'm like, nothing has changed. Nothing world, has changed you know, since that. It's a similar kind of thing of like, whatever mm-hmm. this message, whoever this message is for, those people don't need to hear it because they're already good. Exactly. The people that do need to hear it, they're not even going to hear it. No and that's not the book's book. problem. That's not <laughs> this the- is what, uh, sorry, it's like, well, why are we talking about it? We need to have a conversation. We need to have a mm-hmm. conversation. And mm-hmm. I was all about that until I realized the same thing. Mm-hmm. A conversation re- involves someone talking and someone listening. Someone listening. And like I said, the people that are listening mm-hmm. are listening because they know that this needs to be shared and they know that this is a thing. Mm-hmm. The people that aren't listening are the ones that need to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will never hear it. And they're, you know? because they're too busy saying their own thing, which or is, just no, well, this defending, is my like yeah. immediately mm-hmm. being defensive. I don't and know, I guys, think- maybe this country is going to finally listen to high school kids that survived that mass shooting. Yes. I yeah. fucking hope so, because yeah. they have been speaking with this passion and a yes. power that I have been amazed at and over they, the past few days. They are. The you, you, um, I don't think any other American can have a more like you can't deny experience what they're saying conversation because yes. they weren't there they survived a high school shooting yeah. and like, saying, like well there should have been wrong. armed guards it's like well there was and he didn't do shit yep, yep. exactly okay Let's that's the other thing about this. australia yeah. um no guns i know no know. and it, and the idea Martin, of getting know. checked for weapons yes. going into school that does not happen sure. we'd barely have security guards like yeah. We don't have yeah. security. Makes really. sense. No, why would it we makes have security? Sense. Yeah. yeah. But in our culture, it was even shown in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. If I could bring it back to Fast and Furious for a second, you know, metal detectors yeah. in a high school. That's what high school is today. Yeah, no, that, that's a foreign concept to me. <sighs> were there at your high school, Hector? Um, no, but there were, there was like a, per, there, I didn't have metal detectors, but I did have like a couple of cop cars parked outside. I think like yeah, at we had all like times. A, Patrol like car, a, and like a couple. A, yeah, like a like a you know, it was that there was campus presence cops. of that. I've never, yeah. I've never touched or held a gun. I have gone to a shooting range. I'm from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> How many Enough guns set. do you Enough own? Set. I own zero guns. Okay. Yeah. I never have owned a gun. I own a BB gun. See, mm-hmm. maybe this is something that, again, I'm willing to have a conversation and listen sure. to because it is not in my realm of understanding. But the people that are pro guns and pro God, mm-hmm. because that to me is an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this, Maude. I think that um, at one point somebody lied and came up with this false narrative of if love it, thy neighbor until they walk on your lawn, and then you mm, could shoot him, kill him. Sure, yeah. I think that's the <laughs> Texas like, law. I think yeah, that yeah. Um, the liars came up with a narrative of. Uh, Politicians are trying to take away your rights, take away your guns. Yeah. These same liars are politicians themselves. These same liars understand that the government has drones now. Nobody's going to stand a I've chance. I've got one better than that. Any, you know. I had an Uber discussion with a Texas guy who was yeah. just like, you know, what if our civilians aren't armed, then so our like, armed the forces can do? take okay, over. Okay, I'm going to go yeah. build a tank. Yeah. No, well, oh, and like, then times that by a thousand like, tanks. Dude, dude, it's 20, I think this was 2016 yeah. at the time. I was like, it's 2016. Mm-hmm. Do you know the biggest threat? Is on your computer, mm-hmm. and you can't shoot your computer to have someone stop you uh, stop stealing your funds Correct. or your identity. Correct. And what's so frustrating about that is that people that believe that it is to arm themselves, so that just like in the days of the American colonialists who were founding this country in the thirteen colonies on because the east it's the coast, exact same as it is now. <laughs> those same people that believe that the government can rise up and take over us will never believe that their team, Republicans, could be capable of that. Do you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. only ever the Democrats. It's only ever yeah. the liberal bleeding hearts were going to rise up. It's like you understand that so many different intelligence agencies have said that 
the election was hacked by a foreign power yeah. and that their dude is every in, single like, intelligence yeah, agency. And there's one person who is a serial liar yeah, that it's like, everybody knows to be a liar. They'll never consider that guy. But you know why? Because he's on your team. Mm. Like and you can go to any Trump supporter and you can get mm-hmm. them to admit that Donald Trump has lied. Mm-hmm. Do, and, they can't yeah. deny it. And they'll still think, well, but that coastal elite's going to root for me, going to work for me. It's like, you've hated coastal elites your whole life. This dude is This is the Manhattan. most elite of coastal elites. He's yeah. the most. So the, the point is, is, is the frustrating thing is, I even forgot what we were talking about. What was your toxic you had an, masculinity? You had an, it, that's what it boils down to: <laughs> the, the the belief in gods oh, versus God, guns. God. So I had a date, okay. my very first LA date. The guy was pro guns and pro God, and was like lecturing me about the mm. failure of taking away guns in Australia and how it's so much of a threat. <laughs> and I said, "Well, why do you need a gun?" And well, he goes, "To sh- protect my family and my property." Sure. And I told him, I looked him straight in the eyes. I said, "Look, you have to remember, if someone's going to trespass and break into your shit, it's mm-hmm. because they are desperate. Mm-hmm. It's because they have nothing, mm-hmm. and they." are desperate people Mm -hmm. so if they want your television and they're that desperate what is it to you to get it replaced by insurance or buy another one for four hundred dollars like you know what i mean or also like like, don't don't take their life because they're desperate or just like get a like my brother posted on facebook he's like Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to take away your guns have a 12 gauge shotgun that's not going to kill anybody have a bolt action rifle that's not going to do anything or it will kill one person who is an intruder if there is and then I'm going to reload my damn gun because it's a bolt action I looked this person in the eyes and I said I would rather be attacked and live through it than take that person's life and there was no second date that's fine and that's absolutely true and and to again play devil's advocate for that guy at the at the most extreme case, well, what if somebody doesn't want my TV, but they're trying to break into my home because they're a psychopath and they could potentially kill and rape my family? How many of people actually on sure. the planet are like that? Sure, like whatever percentage 37. it is, even if he still thinks, and they're all like the men. This of the movie <laughs> of those thirty-seven, why would your of all the mass shootings that have happened? Yeah. in America, I think three were committed by women. Yeah, <laughs> even if that guy is arguing that, if let's say your LA date were to say that yeah. of the thirty-seven people on earth who could come into my house and do that, why would you want to make it even easier for that guy yeah. to get the same guns you have? There's dude. an Australian comedian who has such a good job where it's like you know you've got a weapon oh, yeah, that they him. can take. Yeah, Jim Jeffries. Jim yeah, Jim yeah. Jeffries. Yeah. His, his, his bit is amazing because he's like, all right, so obviously you can't have it around your house. You put it in mm-hmm. a safe. So someone's breaking in, and you're like, oh mate, one second. Yep. What is it, sweetheart? Thirty-two, sixty-four. What is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a, I per, can't. Or your children. The end, kill of each the, other. the end of that asinine debate. So to answer your question, Maud, uh, the question was like, why do people believe that? I think that that false narrative that was started by those politicians to continue to get to, to be paid by NRA lobbyists, eventually they got to people that do believe that. They really do believe that the government could take over. They could. They, they would need to rise again. And they, so they believe. So no matter what you say to them, they will believe that thing. Um, but I feel like that dumb argument should be over when we hear a high school. Yes, mass shooting but children are being killed a, a mass shooting survivor screaming to a microphone he wouldn't have killed as many people with a knife it's like how are you going to argue against or that? just like with a how? not an AR fucking 15 a semi-automatic weapon how are, I heard this child screaming at us and I yeah. was like who in the fuck is still going to and it's and a, and a lot of it does have to do with masculinity. I think there was a for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'd love not, to not see the numbers mental health, of these gun lobbies. So mm-hmm. one of the guys, I think mm-hmm. it was second year in college, or he, gun owners. He mm-hmm. he did a full on, um, God like vlog entry of why he was going in to shoot people. Sure, I remember and, that. Yeah, and it was all about he rejected. got rejected. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. I'm 23 and I haven't had sex. Why haven't I had sex? I'm a good-looking guy. No one's going to have sex with me. I will show them. Mm-hmm. And this is the last thing he ever did was to prove himself, which that. is kind of the premise of this That's movie. That's exactly what the premise of this movie is. It's what this movie is. It's, what this movie is. it's proving this... itself to 
women as a whole that was such a who did song. nothing to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Nothing. Yeah. This poor woman, she fell for him, man. But, but why does why does any man feel like they have the right for a woman to have sex with them? Like they must society. That's it. It's, and it's and it's wrong. As a man. Or even like in the be beginning on. of this movie to where he just like gets so mad when she doesn't talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, she's deaf. And yeah. then he immediately is like uh, That's a fun game. And you know what else? He's so insecure, he has to go yes. to another guy and complain about her first. And then he has go to yell go, at her. He has to go and get the validation of some other yes. dude to be yeah. like, oh, Can you can you believe this woman? She didn't even look at me. But I know a lot of guys that yeah. are like this where they talk and it doesn't matter what you say, they can only be agreed with. So mm-hmm. if you start having an mm-hmm. argument, they're like no, no, and they'll physically kind of like shut down the conversation. Mm-hmm. I had a chat with this, but a guy who was so sick and offended that he had to ask people what their pronouns were for their gender all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing is not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not really affecting or changing your life. Imagine what it's like for the person that's just asking you to maybe yeah. call them she when they look yeah. like a he or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And he made this whole thing about him yeah. to the point where everyone shut up and didn't want to agree with him, but he was talking as if everyone was until yeah. I said, nah, dude. Yeah. And it got real heated, real awkward. And I had to leave because I was Where just was angry. This? Out. Just, oh my God. It was out, outside. Yeah, right, just, just right outside. outside, outside yeah. Your neighbor, not a nice guy. No, I'm, also, came in here. I'm also frustrated when people say like, Respect isn't given. Respect is earned. You got to earn respect. I'm like, no, 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 no. Respect no. is an American word. Well, you have to give respect. Disrespect. Admiration is given. Yes. Sorry, admiration is earned. Admiration is earned. If you want to admire somebody, they have to Respect's earn that from a default. You. Respect should be base minimum. You're not yeah. going to disrespect an old woman on the street because she hasn't earned your respect. You're going to yeah. respect that person. Respect, respect is human decency. should be human decency. Yeah. But admiration, you love, compassion, all that stuff is earned. Yeah. Trust, that's earned. But yeah. not respect. <laughs> Don't be such a little crybaby dudes that walk around and say, respect is earned. It's they like, say this what? all on the internet also. Yeah, exactly. yeah. This is where they ask oh, for respect. Tough. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Go to a, go to a, go to a club, and when the bouncer doesn't let you and be like, "You didn't earn my respect." Say that to that guy yeah. who's bigger than you. Say that then. It's and then ridiculous. we get the alpha male, mm-hmm. the bigger, badder dude. Oh boy. Anyway. Anyway, I think that's how long about. Have we been talking for? Uh, I think about uh, an hour and a half, maybe. Uh, this movie gets me heated. This is. I feel like that's it. We've we have discussed in the company of men. Hector, what's the sequel to this movie? Dude, I don't even want to. <laughs> is there a sequel? Oh, oh yes, God. there is. The sequel is. You pitch the sequel. Christine she goes back and kills them. Gets oh, revenge. I like that. She becomes the silent assassin. The si- yeah, the silent. I didn't mean assassin. to make a pun, but just because she was deaf. But yeah, I, but yeah. I did like the idea that she comes in with a silencer, and then Maude, you kind of jumped on that, and you're like, just yeah. like she comes in and kills these yeah, two no guys. Yeah, no one heard that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not even me. You won't even hear her coming. Yeah. The silent assassin. Yeah. One too many men have wronged her, and now she's out for revenge but this time uh, you're rooting for her because men are shitty yeah. so <laughs> she's, she's the Daniel Kaluuya like in the situation it's not the whole yeah. title that's in the trailer that's all it is yeah I know um yeah, that would be the thing. I don't know. I Why would does like your to- movie trailer guy sound like he's been punched in the throat or blocked his nose? Uh, because <laughs> I can't do a Don LaFontaine. I can't do that. But my voice is more of like a grindhouse guy. It's oh, like right. yeah, George okay. Takei. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. That's, what, that's the movie trailer voice that I can do. Um, I do like Belle from Inner in World. In a World? Yeah. Which sounds like what? In a World. That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's I, miss, I miss In a World's. Oh, that's such a good movie. It's a very good movie. I haven't movie. seen it yet. You should see that. Would that but be I'm, on the uh, list if it was the updated one? One of the few voiceover movies you could see. I know. I need to watch it. But and I, I also, what's, the, what's the whole main gist there? 
ingrained misogyny. Yeah, a woman. Yeah. yeah, it's about a woman it's breaking a woman into trying that. Trying to get sure. into a men because normally it's men trailer voices. Yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, but I'm, I'm, I even miss in trailers how they used to say "in a world." We don't even have that. No. In, those are not the in modern, a world. Yeah. the modern movie trailer. You know, rules. That's no, because it's just anymore. wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that great YouTube video that breaks it down. Where it's like, you know, that thing I talked about. You're that thing. Wow. You're you're special. Something is coming, and we have to stop it. <laughs> I don't think we can. <laughs> special effects, VFX shot, VFX title. shot, VFX shot. Title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next summer, fall, winter, or spring, and yeah. then someone starts talking again, mm-hmm. and then yeah, exactly. Vaguely nihilistic quote. <laughs> I'm that thing, and then they, you know. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, Maude, thank you so much for being on absolute this pleasure. Yes. Thanks, podcast thank today. Thank I'll have a pleasure? bath when I get home. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, um, just as long as, I, as long as people hearing this, even if you disagree with us, take a second to think why I disagree with it. You're absolutely allowed to. This sure. is a two way conversation, but the fact sure. that you listened is pretty cool. Because I am all I about different perspectives. I have a different one now. I'm seeing a whole new one. But I uh, recently tweeted, especially about the gun. Mm-hmm. I think gun reform should happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I was saying, you know, I'm bringing to the table the fact that I'm from a country that didn't have guns, and mm-hmm. my perspective on guns is completely different. And just because yours is so ingrained and you can only see the one perspective mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there hasn't been another that's been really effective and can exist. Absolutely. And that's the same with racism, classism, all sorts of things. And Just because your world is so consuming, you need to realise that there are yes. others out there and, and listen we'll and learn it. about theirs, which is why I've got so many questions with you all the time as well. So many questions? Yeah, all the time with books where I'm just like... Oh, sure. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know about yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, I had questions of, during Harry Potter. I thought it was a magical, fantastical world. You're like, no, that's how schools are. Yeah, yeah. We have houses. Yeah. What? We have <laughs> we have houses in school. What the hell? Yeah. In primary school, and we have primary school. In primary school, I was mm-hmm. in Boyd, which was blue. Do you go use owls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Actually, they're crows, but it's cool. What? Yeah. That's way better. And then I was in I Osborne. Remember? O S B U R B U R N. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the theme for the sketch dog show on Saturday Night Live with oh, Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. What? Dog show. Yeah. But no, in the in the in the discussion of film, we have talked about movies before, and again, that separation of the filmmaker versus the the art, right? The art maker versus the art. Yeah. And people have were frustrated with us that when we were talking about Superman Returns, how we talked about Kevin Spacey, we talked about Brian Singer. They're like, just talk about the movie. And this is a big part of the movie. That's not what this podcast the, t- is. Right. This podcast is, 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 this is how we yeah, feel. Yeah, the official stance of this podcast, <laughs> we want gun control and misogyny <laughs> is bad. Yes. Okay. Yes. And if you disagree with any of the points that we made or anything, but like like Maude said, I love what you said. You even just listening is awesome. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate, you know, Keller and I appreciate that. And I think that um, even with those perspectives of movies, I think that you might be you might be in disagreement that we are letting some of these experiences influence how we read what are we this lefties? art. Whatever the That's whatever what the art is. is, though. It's your experiences are going Correct. to inform what you yeah. view. Nothing exists in a vacuum. Nothing is without some level of politics. Even the most you know innocuous, harmless, like oh, this the movie Boss Baby. I'm sure has politics. Just the fact that they chose a white baby. For, do you know what I'm saying? Even that's a choice. That's something. And that it, they hired Alec Baldwin. I'm not saying it's yeah. I'm not saying it's super malicious. I'm not saying it's all diabolical. But there's still choices that all of these that all this art makes. And I think that um, if you disagree with some of those points, like Maude said, consider why the disagreement and consider why you're upset when you were hearing us talk about and some of the filmmakers or, what are you or be open to listening and discussing yeah. and, also. And again, to everybody out there, except Neil LeButt, you're not Neil LeButt. No reason to take up a defense. He can defend himself. Yeah. And if you are Neil LeButt, 
why are you listening to this? You're a bad man. Yeah, uh, actually, listen to this. Listen to this again, <laughs> Neil Butt, and you fucking take it in, you piece of shit. And good luck with all the child payments. What is it called? Uh, child alimony? support. Yeah, child support. Child support. Because I yeah, would he's... say bad luck and go to jail, maybe. Hey, yeah, go to jail and uh, die. Just die. <laughs> die. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna stop you there and not wish this. Okay. 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 Right, okay that's okay, true. Okay. okay. Mod is a bleeding heart liberal over yeah, here. Yeah, we got to no, That's right. Live. But it's so funny. Like again, I come from Australia where. No one gets People offended. That no one dies. There is mm-hmm. no one getting offended, and every and this is what I'm again having to say. It's like what we say is offensive. Yes, but no one is offended. Yeah, but now what we say is offensive, and everyone is offended. Yeah. Welcome to the United States, baby. Yeah. Or even we, what we say isn't offensive. Mm-hmm. People find a way to be offended, mm-hmm. and that's really tricky, especially when you're trying to have a my, conversation mm-hmm. and discussion. My favorite example of that is with not one of my favorite people, but Alec Baldwin years ago called somebody called a paparazzi or somebody he called him a cocksucker. Yeah, and then he was called out on it. Somebody said that is a homophobic slur, yeah. Yeah. and he was like, "No, that's it's just not. a word." He he said, "I didn't know." Uh, but and now he will, throw, he's still throwing around the F uh, word does he? constantly. Sure. But he said, I, I had no idea. I will retire it from my vocabulary. That, is what and it that said. is exactly how you handle That's this. That's the attitude. My goodness. Attitude. Like, I remember, and I'm going to use this one because I feel like it's not as detrimental. Mm-hmm. But like the word 10 years ago, you could say retarded. Yeah. Now yeah. you cannot say retarded. I mean, Fergie said it all the time. Let's get, yeah. they had to change you know? the song. Sure, yeah. Yeah. It used to be a pop culture song in like sure. the top five yeah. songs of the country. You used to say that. gay. You used to say stuff's mm-hmm. gay. I used to mm-hmm. do that all in high school. My gosh, that was, it was a part of everyone's vocabulary. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so gay. And my mom called me out on it. Mm-hmm. Just like, why? Why is, why is it gay? I'm like, oh, it's just because it is. It's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why associate the term gay with ugh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, I could use any other word. Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that. And it's so easy to mm-hmm. retire a word from your easy. vocabulary. And again, you get defensive people going, well, I want to use that word. I'm not saying it in an offensive way. And it's like, I have freedom of speech. It's like, mm-hmm. no fucking shit, dude. Go for it. Use it <laughs> yeah. all you want. You sound dumb, though. But, you, but, but people will continue like, to call you out yeah. on it and we'll just know that you're shitty because you're not yeah. trying. And it it's doesn't change hard. your life at all no. if no. you just switch a word. You're yeah. smart. You're capable. Drop the word. Use another word, right? You're smart. You're capable. You can use the correct pronoun. It doesn't take us. If you learned how to say the word, Benedict Cumberbatch. You can I still learn. Can't. You can learn. Mine that. is not a PG way to <laughs> say. Bendy <his> Dick <laughs> Cumbersnatch. Oh, Bendy what movie Dick. we watching next week? Oh, we're, we have to talk about that. Oh, we didn't look up where we could find it, but we're going to have a great guest on the podcast. You really need a doggy of that one. Watch I do. Yeah, you're right. We're going to have a great right. guest. Our guest is going to be um, uh, our, our good buddy Agustin Rios, who last year watched. Back to the Future Part 2 with us, and this oh, year cool. we're asking him to come back and talk about an entirely different movie. We're talking about 492, Amores Perros. I'm very excited about heard that. Of this. Alejandro González Iñárritu, the same guy who directed Birdman. Yeah. Is and Amores The Revenant. Perros from 2000. Can and you the read Revenant. the blurb? Uh, I can, yeah. It's a dog-eat-dog world in Iñárritu's superb multi-stranded It's drama. like apparent people say Crash was based off this. Yes. Oh. Man's best friend and one car crash. Mm. Well, may provide the connection between three disparate people, but it's the director's assured control that keeps it all together. So mm. it is a Spanish film. I think Mexican, I want to say, because I feel like Alejandro is Mexican or he might be Spanish. I don't know. I don't know. I need to look that up. But anyway, it is like a Spanish language film. And um, 
So our friend Agustin Rios is going to be on the podcast talking about what's it like to be Mexican. We're going to Mexican it up. And oh my Keller's going to be the odd man out. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you guys saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't had a chance to look up where you can find it online. I imagine that it's probably on Amazon. Yeah, to rent uh, at least. It might even be streaming. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll tweet out like where mm-hmm. people can find it. Um, you and guys more. need to like Filmstruck, the TCM. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we, we might to have that. to. We might get that because there's lots of classics. That. Well, yes, I do. Miss Alicia Malone does. Yeah. <gasps> so be be sure to check yeah. that out as well. It's great. It's got all of the Criterion, right? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Criterion's got some great... We should, we should look into we it. We should look into it. Um, it's going to be useful in the next 10 years. But more importantly, Maude, where can people find your work? What would you like to point them to? Sure. Uh, I'm on social media, Maud Garrett or Maud Garrett. No, it's Maud. It's Maud, Maud Garrett. Maud. Yeah. Uh, Get it right. Make sure you type the pinky. <laughs> with a t- yeah, thank Type you. with your pinky up. Uh, and I have a YouTube channel um, called Geek Bomb. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, Geek Bomb does not sound... Geek Bomb. Geek say- Bomb. That sounds pretty cool geek in English bomb. still, though. Geek Bomb. But everyone's like, Geek, geek, geek Bomb? Mm-hmm. What's a Geek Bomb? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's Geek Bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's the bomb. Uh, it's not for them. And I've got a podcast where everyone's obsessed with my old co-host and I being together. So mm-hmm. we lost a bet and we went on a date to Outback Steakhouse. Oh, Hell yeah. Did you get a Bloomin' Onion? It, Did you get some Fosters? I ate a Bloomin' Onion. I chugged a Fosters. Yeah. I sculled a Fosters. It's Australian for beer. And, it, it is. But it's yeah. not, it says it right it's there. So bad. Yeah. It's like water. Yeah, I'm doing like, so I'm doing like classic Australian and he's doing a little bit of a I'm Kiwi. I'm New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. That's right. Yeah, it's right. You're still not really doing uh, Australian. I'm getting that out. Uh, getting what's, closer. What's your way to get into it? What's that? Knife fight. Knife murder. And I'm into it. There we go. Australian all the way, There we go. Listen to how you said Oi. Are you calling out my Australian Oi. accent? Oi. Yeah, got like it there. Been, like you've been punched in the throat. Oi. That's Oi. better. That's better. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm watching in the company of men. <laughs> and retching. Uh, so geekbomb.com. No. Uh, Geekbomb on YouTube. Yeah. Your podcast with Sam is... Uh, Smodcast. The yeah, Smodcast. the date is the finale. <gasps> Fantastic. Just because nice. we do seasonal breaks. Mm-hmm. Got it. Sure, so sure, So the sure. next next season of shows will be Fungeons and Flagons, mm. which is my D&D-inspired show. Right. Oh, awesome. Yeah. With alcohol? Or is that just in the title? Um, There's going to well, be a flag you know in there. Better we be. Had, there were flagons, <laughs> and uh, someone got a little bit drunk every episode to the point that they didn't remember that they had items in their bag and all that kind of fun stuff. Fun. Uh, Sam, that doesn't Sam, add to it? No, <laughs> uh, no you, you'd think so, but then I would That's also have to take shots if I rolled a one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just like, blah, blah. And you're the GM, right? The I game am master, the moderator. The yeah, that can't moderator. help. But you guys say moderator. So that's the only time where the American <laughs> accent actually serves as an asset. Yeah. Moderator. <laughs> moderator. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed us shitting all over how bad misogyny is. Because you know what? It is bad. Guys, bad. not cool. And neither is this movie. And uh, exactly. You only, use it, you only use it as an exercise and it sure as hell ain't a satire. Um, nope. Didn't laugh once time. Mm, no, no. Okay. I laughed at her jokes. My, my funny. fist was clenched. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Your hand's bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, got everywhere. So hop over on Twitter and show Maud some love for sitting through this thing. And we'll see you guys next week watching Amores Perros with Agustin Rios. Mm. Whoop, whoop. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bingo. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Oh my God. I love you. Goodbye.